Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on this morning in which the champagne corks are popping in sunny South Florida. There will be no unbeaten team in the NFL this season. Otherwise put, it is all coming apart around Hembo, and all of us are the better for that. It's a Tuesday. Let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start, Monday Night Football, top of the NFC. What does it all mean? Could the Giants win the division? All that and more are one place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire Dominique Foxworth and Mike Tannenbaum. Good enough to hang out with us here. And, you know, Nick, I don't make any apologies for the fact that as we sat this morning for two hours on television and talked about the meaning of the Eagles finally losing a game and talked about, does this open the door for the Cowboys? Does this mean the Vikings? How about the 49ers? That the New York Giants, their name never even comes into the conversation, should it? They're 7-2. and two. I mean, I guess we, did, we owe them the respect to put the, introduce their name to the conversation. But I think we're smart football fans and football analysts, and we recognize the limitations of this team, that they're overachieving and the expectations that they're going to knock off the Eagles or be really competitive without legitimate threats in the passing game. It's a passing game. This is not 1993. uh, Imagining that they can win uh, sustainably through the postseason with Saquon Barkley as their leading rusher and leading receiver, it's really hard for me to imagine. So so then you bring yourself to Dallas, Mike T, and you think about what the conversation would be like this morning after the Eagles lose last night if Dallas had not given that game away against Green Bay on Sunday. And that's what I will continue to call it. You have a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, I don't, and you're the better team, which they are. I, that, that You lose that game. You gave that game away. We would be having – imagine the conversation we'd be having this morning if Dallas was right now sitting one game back. Absolutely, but what that game last night does, it gives them hope in that building that, hey, maybe we could still win the division. Again, they had that showdown coming up at the uh, end of December in Dallas, the rematch. With Dak Prescott, not Cooper Russo, everyone except Stephen A. Smith actually think they'll be better <laughs> at the quarterback position in that game. But despite losing in Green Bay, Greeny, Dallas has to wake up today and say, you know what? The invincibility of the Eagles is now over. Well, let, let's talk about that. I hate that they lost, and, and I'll tell you why. So Dominique and I engaged in one of the stupidest arguments <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. And, and he and I were on the right side because we're smart. Uh. <laughs> and, and Rob Ninkovich and Bart Scott... Yeah inexplicably or on the other side arguing that it is not good the team is better off i mean how would you phrase what their 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 side was yeah. that it's so distracting slash tiring yeah to receive all the questions all the <laughs> questions about going unbeaten that you're better off losing a game and that was just the dumbest thing yeah. i've ever heard in my I, life I they were arguing that somehow by losing a game you improve your chances of winning a championship which i guess they point to no one well only one team's ever won all their games and won a championship right and i would say because nobody is that good right so if you're good enough to win all your games you can win a championship and the reason why the patriots lost in that super bowl wasn't because they won too many games earlier they lost because they couldn't block the uh the giants so uh in pointing to the questions and the pressure looming over you i don't find that to be a distraction they're asking you about football 
and they're asking you, like, so do you want to win next week and keep winning? The yeah. answer is yes. So it's disappointing for uh, the Eagles to, to lose this game. Maybe there will be some good that will come from it. But they played good enough to win last night. So I, I haven't lost much confidence. Their in quarterback certainly did. Oh, and, and, Mike, I asked you this on TV this morning. And, look, I, I made this comment yesterday. I'm the first one to admit to you when I'm wrong. I would have to be because I'm wrong so often. And Jalen Hurts – I might be the last one to the party on recognizing how good he is because I just ref- – I, sometimes I just can't believe what my eyes are seeing. Yeah. Watching that kid in college, if you had told me he's going to become an outstanding NFL passer, I, I mean, I would have said you're out of your mind. What he has turned himself into I – mean, it's an organizational success. Give credit to everybody, but beginning with him, yeah. he has turned himself into a genuinely great player – and I thought he, in, in defeat last night, I thought he was sensational. Yeah, agree. Don't beat yourself up too much because the 32 teams that do this for a living 365 days a year agreed with you. That's why he won in the second round. When a player can't win the job at his school, that's, you know, historically that's Tom Brady not beating out Drew Henson, but he lost the job to Tua. He had a transfer, and there were real questions about his downfield accuracy. The tape bears it out. The stats build it, uh, bear it out. But he has gotten a lot better. He's worked at it. Like we said before, like when you're in these scouting meetings, you talk about someone's character. His character is off the charts. His dad was a high school coach. You could tell that he loves it. He takes to the coaching. And as you said, the coaching, the offensive line, the the roster construction, it's all clicking. And they're going to be hard to beat. But I also think, guys, and Nick and I talked about this a little bit earlier this morning, which is the quarterback's a developmental position. And when a Patrick Mahomes comes along, Mm -hmm. like we forget about. So when we want to evaluate Tua or – Justin Fields now. we got to remember, it doesn't happen overnight. By the way, I mean, right now, those two guys who were college teammates are arguably in the top three, both of them in the top three of the MVP with, with, with Mahomes. And Greedy. Hearts into it, yeah. Yeah, and the third guy, Mac Jones. Was on the a, team. Yeah, yeah, as a rookie, took the Patriots to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, that was the quarterback room at Alabama once. And I, I think this is a testament to, to the help around both of them. And I don't mean this to take anything away from either of them. And to your Patrick Mahomes point, Patrick Mahomes was dropped in a perfectly good situation where Alex Smith was leading them into the playoffs and they were one of the best offenses in football. They dropped Patrick Mahomes in there and it accelerated. His production accelerated that team. The same thing is happening around Tua right now and the same thing is happening around Jalen Hurts right now. Is They're giving them all the tools that they need. And I think – no one would, nobody, including the Eagles, looked at Jalen Hurts and said, you know what, this is a superstar we can build around. But they ended up with Jalen Hurts, and you, they said, we're going to do the best we can and give him all the tools that we can give to find out what we have in Jalen Hurts. I'm sure they were seeing positive signs in practice, and he's living up to it, living up to it. He's surpassing what any of us expected of him. It's a credit to him, and the same thing can be said for Tua. For all the limitations that people point out about his arm strength and all that stuff, he's been outstanding and excellent because the coach and the players around them and the front office general managers are believing in him and leaning into making it work for him. And the other thing that I really admire about Jalen Hurts in particular is when you look at his body, like he works at his craft. He has a incredibly well-built body from the waist down. That's going to make him hard to tackle. And when some DBs look like our friend Neek here, they're not going to tackle a guy that's coming downhill at him. And when you put together an enhanced passing skill set that he has with the way he could run and all their other weapons, like – they are going to be hard to beat. Well, he is what the quarterback position in the National Football League has become. Right. Uh, he, he is he is equally dynamic now in whatever part of the game he wants you want him to beat you. Yeah. He, the, the great ones. Uh, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit progressive.com/careers. 
You know, I started my career covering sports, covering the Bulls, the, the Michael Jordan Bulls teams. And what made them so great, I've always said, is they would start the game and they would say, how do you want to play tonight? We'll beat you. Yeah. You want to run up and down the floor? We'll beat you. You want to walk it up and down and, and, and grind it out? 85-84, we'll beat you. In, in the NFL, teams now, you, mean, you, you can speak to this better than I can, Neek, but... Like, if there's only one thing you can do yeah. offensively, they'll take that away. Take away. He'll beat you. Whatever it is you want to take away from him, he'll beat you. Yeah, I mean, he's really smart. I think that gets overlooked also. His athletic ability and his size and his speed and his, like, character are things that we all focus on. But he's just a smart football mind and that he sees what they're doing. I, that's one of the things I noticed last night is they tried man against him. That didn't work. That was too easy. They tried cover four, and he went over the top a couple different times. They tried a zero blitz with a spy, and he got the ball out of his hands quick. It seems it's reminiscent of like uh, playing against Peyton Manning, where he'd hard count you until he figured out what you were in. Then he changed the play to get in the the perfect situation. It seems like for whatever reason, Jalen Hurts is hearing the signals as they come in. He's reading the defense as well as you can. And he knows what you're going to try to do to beat him. And if it weren't for like mistakes and errors uh, by his teammates last night, I think they win that game again. You know, uh, just to add to that, Nick, a couple weeks ago, Tim Hasselbeck made an interesting point looking at Jalen Hurts in this offense, he, he's like, this is the modern triple option where you can give the ball running back, you can keep it, and some of their short passes mm-hmm. is that third option. And his decision-making is so quick and yeah. so perfect, it puts so much pressure. Even on that touchdown pass, look, if you're the middle linebacker, Jump you're thinking pass. it's a run. Yeah. You're, you know, you're coming up, and then he stops, a little jump pass. That is so hard to defend. Greeny, Tannenbaum, and Foxworth, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Okay, so before I let you guys go, let's figure something out, Neek. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just sat here, I'm looking at the NFC standings. It would be so easy to say, I can tell you right now, the seven teams that are going to make it. But if there's one thing that history tells us, it's that on November 15th, we never know what's going to happen. Like, there's no way in the world it's going to go this simply. So I could sit here and look at you and I could say, Philly, Dallas, and the Giants are all going to make it. Mm -hmm. Tampa's going to win their division. Minnesota's going to win their division. Seattle or San Francisco is going to win their division. And then there's room for one other team. And that team could be... The other one of those, it could be Seattle or San Francisco. Right. It could be Washington, mm-hmm. who is the only one with five and five. It could be Green Bay, Arizona, Atlanta. Th- those are the four and sixes. Who is making it? Who are the teams? First of all, Philly, Dallas, and the Giants. Any question, all three of them make it? No, not right now. I mean, they've built such a, a cushion that they could uh, slip up at some point in the season. Like, barring a major injury and a real skid, I think that all three of those teams make That's it That's three in. out of seven. Minnesota's yeah. four out of seven. Yeah, they're they're clearly, they're going to make it. Yeah. Someone has to win the NFC South. We're betting on Tampa. Right. Yeah, I think we got to go with Tampa right now because no one else wants to take it, and Tampa has the playmakers to get it done. The that, final, that's five. Yeah. San Francisco and Seattle, someone has to win that division. Yeah, I think one of them has to win the division, and I think the other team gets in. I, I know I, uh, at week nine, I think it was, I looked at the standings of the past two seasons, and there was a team that only had three wins that made it in the playoffs, only had three wins through week nine that made it in the playoffs each of the past two seasons. So at that point, that brings Green Bay and a lot of other teams into the conversation. And at that point, I think Tampa Bay was also in that situation. So could Green Bay make it? Yes, but the inconsistency that, that they've shown, and it, there's no story behind it. So you think about 
Tampa, when they started out poorly and they made a run and up winning the Super Bowl, the story behind that was they were all new together and it was a brand new thing. I guess for Green Bay, you argue that the receivers just finally come on, but that's not what we saw. That's not the reason why they won uh, last night or the night before. The reason why they won was in large part because of that running game. And I think the hole is too big for them. What we end up with, in my view, is San Francisco in Seattle. One wins it, the other one gets that final. What do you think, Mike T? But Washington, Green Bay, Arizona, and Atlanta all have four wins. Yeah, recency bias. I'm going with Washington. Chase Young's going to come back. They have a really good defense. And Taylor Hankey's really interesting to me because he's a little reckless. He's a little like Jake DeLone, but if they run the ball the way they did last night with that defense, I think they're the seventh best team in the NFC. It is is so there's no there's no way in the world Carson Wentz gets that job back, right? And Wentz has come back healthy. He's he the quarterback remains Heineke. I think so, unless he does something egregious. This team just seems to respond to him. And I, look, he's there are limits to his game, but. Right now, he's been effective. I like how you undercut your point before you made it. You just <laughs> yelled recency bias <laughs> and then said Washington. <laughs> I, is, is, is that, have we seen the last of Carson Wentz? Because uh, if so, then you officially win. There was the great debate in the earliest days of Get Up when yeah. we were just struggling to find our voice and our personality and what is the show going to be. One of the great things we had going yeah. was the debate between Dan Orlovsky and Dominique Dan was a Carson Wentz guy. Mm-hmm. He was in Philly at that time. And Neek was a Dak Prescott guy, so divisional rivals. And you would go back and forth and back and forth. And, I mean, it's over. You've won that debate, and it, there can be no coming back from it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it felt unfair. Like, I mean, Dan's a quarterback, so he thinks that he's smarter than everyone else, and uh-huh. I actually am smarter than everyone else. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult debate to have. So I don't want to gloat. I don't want to puff my chest out, but it's obvious that uh, Carson Wentz, I think, is a, a career backup if he even wants to continue playing. You sound like a GM. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I would have won way more Super Bowls. As simple as that. Tannenbaum, awesome. You're the best. Dominique, as always, thank, thank you. you. We'll see you tomorrow. Greening with it. you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you could save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Coming up, we made someone rich yesterday, and if you were paying attention, it could have been you. You'll hear how next. Let's get up on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macys.com slash gift finder today. That's macys.com slash gift finder. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, uh, bef- before we make fun of Hembo, which I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to, are you aware of how you went to break bef- before that uh, last segment? What do you mean, how I went to break? I said, I have my tease right here. I said, we made someone rich yesterday. If you're paying attention, it could have been you. It was a good tease. And then you said something else. This show is greeny yeah. on ESPN Radio. Let's, Correct. let's give it a listen, because this is what we had. Coming up, we made someone rich yesterday. And if you were paying attention, it could have been you. You'll hear how next. Let's get up on ESPN. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not even ESPN Radio. We Did just I say that? Straight get up on ESPN. Oh, my God. You know, I, I, I wondered when that would happen. You know, like, like um, I, I just, what can I tell you? I do four hours. I do the two hours on the TV and then the two hours over here, and I throw it a break, you know, like 10 times. You're watching NBA day. Countdown. <laughs> That's the thing I'll do next. And the <laughs> NBA Finals, I'll say, we'll be back in a moment. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. The third this round of the, the NFL, NFL draft. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? And I both said the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the New York Jets are on the clock next. We're back in just a moment. It's Get Up on ESPN Radio. (laughs) What else do you do here? uh, Are we missing anything? I I have quite a few things going, and I I couldn't be more thrilled for it, but I should be tossing to the break off the right show. So uh, score that one, E1, if you're keeping track at home, uh, which does not in any way diminish the joy I take in just pounding Hembo mercilessly. So uh, Bubba and I, you just heard from Bubba, the aforementioned, Members of the hashtag crew have uh, assembled around us here. Bubba's here, Nuno's here, and Hembo is here. And, you know, Bubba and I share a mutual, it's, it's beyond love, it's reverence for the TV show Seinfeld. And um, the, the, one of the things we were just talking about during a break is how many different things can be going on and all these Seinfeldisms and everything else. And Hembo now has found himself in a position where he is going to have to consider doing the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. I take you back through the mists of time something like two weeks ago. The Philadelphia Phillies were on the verge of winning the World Series. They had taken the lead in the World Series, two games to one, coming off a night in which they set a record for most home runs hit in a World Series game, and Hembo got just stupidly cocky. On these airwaves, he changed up the way that he was watching the games, which any fan knows is terrible karma. You deserve to lose your standing as a fan just for that. He then went on the air and on Twitter and started talking all kinds of junk about how the Phillies were a lock to win. And sure enough, they didn't win another game again. In fact, they got no hit in the next game after that. And you deserved it. 
Now you're Eagles. The other team that you cling to, you're clinging to the Eagles like a life raft. Like the Phillies have, have thrown you overboard of a ship, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you've got the Eagles, and you're, you're clinging to them. It's not a life raft. What is that thing called? A lifesaver, right? That, that round thing that they throw in the, in the water that you're holding on to to keep you the from ring? sinking? You're holding on to that thing for dear life, and it's got, it's got a picture of Jalen Hurts on it mm-hmm. and the Eagles logo, and it says, Fly, Eagles, Fly. And then they're unbeaten, and Hembo comes on the radio yesterday and says this. This is your team tonight, Hembo Eagles. What are they favored by? 11 points. Uh, they're giving 11 points. They're at home against Washington. The Eagles have not played since the previous Thursday night. That was, the, that was game five of the World Series. It's been so long since the Eagles last played. But we're going to see the Eagles extend their undefeated season tonight. And by the way, just as an aside... Eagles right now are scheduled to have the fourth pick in the draft because the New Orleans Saints lost yesterday. Things are going well in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry I asked. Do they cover tonight? Do they cover the 11? Oh, yeah. What does the, num- the public say? That, uh, that heat in the middle. I agree with you. The worst news I have for you is that I agree, and I like the Eagles giving the points. So there you have it. It's bad enough that I'm wrong, but I'm always wrong, and so, again, the opposite comes into play. Mm-hmm. But now, Hembo, you have given the K-O-D to your own teams not once but twice. Yeah, and I've been very arrogant on Twitter and you know, tweeting. You are very of... arrogant, by the way, on Twitter. Very much you, so. You, you, we need to tone down the you've, – you've got sort of a, uh, an unnecessarily confrontational Twitter it's style. It, it's, it's just you're, you're, you're pointing things out. And you're doing it in such a way that suggests that anyone who doesn't A, agree with you, or B, know what you're talking about is C, a complete idiot. Yeah, for sure. I was, you know, hell-bent on making sure everyone knew that entering last night, the Eagles had won 14 of their last 16 regular season games in which Jalen Hurts started with all these impressive statistics. And so, of course, they lost by 11 points to Washington, whom they were 11-point favorite against, which is to say... Our, you know, this thing that we're doing cost us 22 points. Your gut was 22 points. Yeah, well, no, no. I, it, it, the thing that we are doing has a name. Hashtag KOD. <laughs> the kiss of death. And, and so that then brings us to Nuno, who has so many things to be happy about right now. His Giants are 7-2. and two. The Cowboys lost this weekend. And now... Not only did the Eagles lose and fall from the ranks of the unbeaten, but it's Hembo's fault. Nuno, how would you begin? What adjectives would you use to describe the joy you feel in your soul uh, on this morning? Actually, there is a, a my, the light has been diminished a little because I did have AJ Brown on my fantasy team, and I needed a big game from him, and he did what he did. I obviously, he got hurt on on that first up on that uh, only catch that he had at the game. Um, I enjoy this, but I still believe that they are the best team in the NFC. Mm. Um, I st- because of the fact that I don't trust the Cowboys, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, and what are we hoping that the old man, you know, Tom Brady gets it going? Like that's truly, I still think they are the favorite, and I'm assuming Vegas probably still feels that they are the Vegas uh, uh, to win the uh, uh, to make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Hambo, don't you say a word. If you are smart, you will not say, oh, yes, of course, they're still the best team. I want to hear your assessment on the Eagles after last night and where they currently stand in the pecking order. So this is how strong RKOD is. The Eagles had three turnovers entering last night's game on the entire season. They had four turnovers just last night. The mm. Eagles, this, like, this juggernaut of a, of a rushing attack, they were outpossessed 2-1 to one. So Washington. Nuno's uh, fantasy receiver, A.J. Brown, uh, AJ Brown the, the number one pickup uh, in the offseason, had seven yards. Like, this is a very powerful thing. And right now, 
just pointing out the facts, all right? I'm, I'm, this is, I'm not editorializing. I'm looking at the odds right now. The Eagles are still considered the favorite to win the NFC. However, there's a very interesting team sitting right behind them. There's a very interesting team that Vegas views as the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC. Is it, is it Minnesota? It is not. It the Cowboys? It is not. Is it San Francisco? Yes. See, that's what I was going to get to is that that's the team that uh, Nuno didn't mention. And I like them. And, and look, there's a lot of obvious reasons to like them. Their defense, when healthy, is elite. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are difference makers. Kittle, the tight end, is sensational. The question is everyone ha- everyone questions the quarterback. Uh, Jimmy G, this is going to be the ultimate litmus test because he's got the team to get you there. And he doesn't – and look, he always beats Rodgers anyway. But he doesn't have to – he's probably not going to have to go through Rodgers. He may not have to deal with Brady. Those guys could get knocked off before they even wind up facing him. He could win their division, which means they would get themselves a home game. They're sitting right behind Seattle right now. Okay, let's all do this. Let's get the hashtag crew around us. Right now, Bubba, you have to bet an amount of money that matters to you, genuinely matters to you. You're a Cowboy fan, and, and that's with your heart. But I'm making you bet an amount of money that actually makes a difference in your life on one team to come out of the NFC this year. Right this minute, who would you put it on? Hmm. No odds, no nothing, just right. who would you take? I would probably go... I think, uh, man, it's tough. I'm going to either go, I'm going to go Philly. He's going to go Philly. It hurts him to say it. Nuno. Uh, Philly. B- Hembo. Here's the thing is, they're both fans of NFC East teams, and they're right. smart enough not to pick their own team. Right. I'm still picking the Eagles. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. You know, for a very smart man, you're a very dumb man. <laughs> uh, you do. You, you're just, you're a very smart person, but you're a very dumb man. We're putting that on my tombstone. And that's just a dumb thing to do. You're the dumbest. I can't decide if you're the dumbest smart person I know or the smartest dumb person I know. Yes. You're one or the other of those two things, but you're definitely not both. Who are you taking? I would take San Francisco. I, I think I would. I really do, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but I, I think... They have not been intact most of the season, which is to say the defense was banged up. They were beaten to shreds, and they haven't had McCaffrey all that long. The only question mark is, does McCaffrey get to the finish line healthy? If McCaffrey gets to the finish line healthy, because he's had a history of getting you know injured, if when they go into the playoffs, I think they win the division, so they'll be home. They're going to get you know maybe one of the NFC East teams into their place. Maybe it's the Giants. I don't mean to, to, to you know, poo-poo the Giants, but that feels like a highly winnable game. Um, and, and then, you know, you got to go somewhere. Where are you going the next week? Are you going to Tampa? Are you going to Philadelphia? Are you going to Minnesota? Could San Francisco not go into Minnesota and beat them? Sure, they could. But here's the thread of commonality between the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Vikings. Their biggest flaw is the run defense. San Francisco has Kyle Shanahan, that ridiculous offensive line, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I like and it. And Debo Samuel. Yeah. I think they could run it on literally anybody. I do, too. I, I like it. I like everything about it. I, I, I think they have a real shot to do something here. I think if I had to pick one of these teams, that's the team that I would pick as we work it forward. All right, uh, next thing I want to get to, this is Greeny, and as a reminder, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We'll tell you when to call. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? 
I'm sorry. What? Well, I'm sorry. What is when interesting people say interesting things? Did you hear what Stephen A. said yesterday about Dak Prescott? One could easily argue that when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott is the weak link. What we have been lamenting is whether or not Dak Prescott can be that dude when it really, really counts because we're still waiting after all of these years. You just brought up Cooper Rush. Right. All right, and how his QBR is 10 points higher in the same amount of games. That's an indictment when you're a star quarterback who's got paid $95 million over the last two years. I'm going to give it to Bubba here because you're the Cowboy fan. What amount of criticism of Dak is fair right now? There's a lot of this Dak stuff out there. Stephen A. obviously has the loudest microphone in the entire industry, but he's not the only one saying things like that. Are you down on Dak? Uh, I'm not down on him, but I think all the criticism is fair until he wins uh, the uh, a big the biggest game against the big quarterback. I think clearly he has all of the skills. He's got you know he's pr- pretty much a, the perfect quarterback, and he's got all the the skills he would want in a quarterback. And he makes all these great throws in the times, but right now he just too many times has not won the big game. And once they're playing the big quarterback, so any of the criticism is completely fair. I think. And until he wins that big game, it's just going to keep coming. I personally am still going to be a Dak fan, and I think he can win it, and I think he will win it at some point. But until he does, I think all this criticism is completely fair and warranted. What do the numbers say about Dak Prescott? Well, right now, Dak Prescott's QBR is nine points lower than Cooper Rush in a nearly identical sample size. Bubba just mentioned it. He doesn't beat the big quarterbacks. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Allen. Those have been the best quarterbacks in the league since Dak got in the league, right? Yeah. Cowboys are 1-9 and nine when they play them. 1-9. and nine. And with, with not good output across the board. So, like, the, the data backs up what, what he's saying. Where I don't agree with Stephen A is, like, you're just falling into the sunk cost fallacy. You've already paid him. So what you should now do is game plan that gives you the best chance to win right now. Right now, we have Dallas as having the worst, the 32nd-ranked offensive line in the NFL. They're 32nd in pass protection. They're 5th in run blocking. You have these two battering Rams. Zeke obviously wasn't available last week. But they should be playing the way they played when Cooper Rush was their quarterback. And that's when Dak Prescott will play much better than Cooper Rush. That, that is really the, the danger of it all. This is not Dak's fault directly. But I think that their play calling, and their play caller is the guy that Rex calls boy wonder, Kellen Moore. <laughs> um, I think he becomes tempted. When you have Cooper Rush, sometimes when you're limited, you just stick to the things you do best. When you've got Dak, you're looking at it and you're saying, hey, man, he's got C.D. Lamb working this week. He had a big game. And oh my, let's, and you fall in love with throwing the ball. And you wound up throwing the ball more in the fourth quarter last week than you ran it. Now, they only ran 14 offensive plays in the fourth quarter last week at Lambeau because their defense was getting the ball run down their throats. But you wind up throwing the ball more than you run it, and that's how you lose a 14-point lead. They, they threw it eight times and gained 18 yards. They ran it six times and gained 29 it, just as a general rule, if you're averaging five yards per rush up 14 points, you should never throw the ball. That's right. And, and things change a little sometimes. They've got a bunch of penalties. That penalty in the overtime really sure. hurt them. That holding call changes a lot of the math. But one way or another, I, I refuse to acknowledge or believe and certainly will not say that I think Dak is more the problem than the solution in Dallas. If they win anything of consequence, it's going to be because of him. All right, as we continue, I totally agree with Bill Belichick on something And the NFL needs to do something about it right now. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Zip Recruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role like a mascot in Missouri. In fact, four out of five employers find a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. That's Blink-182, isn't it, Bubba? I like that song. Do I have that right? Where are you? Did you just sing that? Yeah. You know that song? Of course I do. That's like that's the zenith. Of I mean, I my wish he didn't do fandom. that, but I, yeah, I, your singing of it was just horrific. You want, but some, you want some more? No, I, I give don't. you the whole chorus. No, I would greatly prefer that you did not. Mm. Um, it was impressive. You got it right though. That was good. Anyway, he, so Hembo knows the song, which absolutely makes me question my liking it. <laughs> um, anyway, so and here's another thing that makes me question something. Whenever Bill Belichick and I are in steadfast agreement on anything, it makes me nervous, especially this week, because it's Jets Patriots week. But yesterday, Bill Belichick, um, let me see if I have the credit for this. Uh, no, this was at the press conference. He, he was talking about coaches not getting challenges in the final two minutes of games because all replay is initiated by the booth. And we all saw the fatal flaw in that Sunday it almost ruined the best game of the season. Bills-Vikings was an unbelievable game, a game that went to overtime, in part at least because Gabe Davis didn't catch a ball on the sideline and replay did not initiate a review of it from the booth. And the Bills could not, excuse me, the Vikings could not challenge what was obviously not a catch because all replays have to come from the booth. And Bill Belichick yesterday said... I think that... It- Provided that the team has a challenge, that they should have the opportunity to challenge really any play. Yeah, I'm on record on that, yeah. 
So look, I have been, long been the biggest proponent of replay. And Dan Graziano, who's going to jump in here with us in a few minutes, he hates replay. I get it. Going all the, I understand that there are two different ways to look at things. I love replay. It feels to me as though if we have the opportunity to get a call right, we should. And the idea that certain things are reviewable and certain things are not, and at certain times of the game, the coach could have someone in his ear saying, review it, review it, review it. He didn't catch it, but he can't do it because we're inside of two minutes left, which is the most important time to begin with. None of that stuff makes sense to me. So I don't know how, how you feel about it, but here's what I will also say. Because Swagoo brought this up today. There was a turnover in the game last night. Was it Goddard who caught the ball? Dallas Goddard makes a catch for the Eagles as they're trying to come back in this game last night against Washington. And he gets tackled by his face mask. I mean, he, he just gets grabbed by the face mask and yanked. We've all been watching football long enough to know there are some face masks that are incidental and there are some that are egregious. I'm not saying this was a dirty play, but I'm saying this was one where the neck turns. I mean, all the stuff that, that you, all the reasons why it is illegal to grab a player's face mask happen on this play. He also fumbles. I don't know if he fumbles because he was grabbed down by the face mask, but he certainly fumbles as he's being grabbed by the face mask. They, of course, on any turnover, so the ball gets scooped up by Jamin Davis and run back for a touchdown, which isn't a touchdown because he was ruled down on the spot. But Washington keeps the ball. Now, they go to the review because all turnovers are automatically reviewed. What anyone watching this replay can clearly see is that he was tackled by his face mask. But that's not reviewable. Only whether it was a turnover or not is reviewable. Now, does that or does that not seem like you're unnecessarily complicating the issue? If replay exists for the purpose of getting the egregious call right, meaning something that you egregiously miss or something a call that you egregiously make that is wrong... Why would we put any limits on when that can be corrected? That would have taken one second. The big argument against instant replay is that, well, if we start replaying everything, then this is going to go on and on forever. Well, Belichick's argument is right. You either have a challenge left or you don't. If you don't, then the coach can't challenge it no matter when it is in the game. I get it. We have to have some limitation on these things. And if you're going to replay the play anyway, if it's a turnover, you're reviewing it anyway. However long it takes to review it and confirm it's a fumble, it doesn't take any additional time to say, ooh, we missed a blatant face mask there. Let's do one of two things. Let's correct this or let's not. Let's just willingly choose not to correct an egregious error. And I don't understand the logic for choosing the latter when given those two options, you agree or disagree? Um, yes and no. In that particular case, yes and no, no is not an answer to you agree or disagree. It was not a binary question because on that particular play, you'd then be look. I'm an Eagles fan, but you'd be penalizing Washington for forcing a turnover. Like if Dallas Goddard just gets tackled and goes into the ground, right? There's no review of that. No, you would be penalizing Washington for grabbing a player's face mask and tackling him by it. What I'm saying is that you're only allowed to review it because there was a turnover on the play. Well, but in theory, you could review it if you wanted to. You could make any play, which is what I'm telling you should happen, reviewable. A, A coach should be able to challenge a play. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. A coach should be able to challenge any play at any time, and any egregious error should be overturned. 
and the interest of time, a coach should have as many challenges as it takes till he gets one wrong. So you, you would not be challenging things that are 50-50. You'd be challenging things that you know they got wrong because you will lose your challenge if you're wrong. So let me ask you a yes-no question. Go ahead. Do you truly think that football would be made better with more instant replay? I don't know that this would necessarily mean more instant replay. It, sh- it definitely would. D- do I think that... More things would be reviewable. Yes, but oh, you would only review them when they are gotten wrong. Like, do I think that you should... Do I, do I think that that game would have been made better if Gabriel Davis's catch? Imagine if we're living in a world now where the Buffalo Bills win that game. If the Bills win in overtime, which they easily could have, then you would have spent this entire week saying, well, if that call was, was made correctly, which the league themselves acknowledged was wrong, then the Vikings would have won. And that could change absolutely everything. So given the option between those two, I'll take a little more replay and a little less egregious error. We'll be right back. Yeah. Where are yeah. you? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 